You are listening to the Satellite Sisters recap of the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California, with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. It's our first recap of 2017, Julie. What do you think? What do you it's think? A new, it's a new year, Leanne, and I'm so glad to be back talking about Madam Secretary. I think really the whole world should be talking about Madam Secretary. <laughs> it's a safe space, Julie. It is a safe space. You're right about that, Leanne. You're right about that. It's a safe space. I think we can all agree. She's doing a fine job. Uh, All righty. We would like to thank Lori McCreary, who's the executive producer of Madam Secretary. She was a guest on our show last spring, and it was really fun to talk to her. And then we actually got a gift from her. Julie, I am wearing these fantastic Madam Secretary fingerless gloves that we got sent. I'm a little bit jealous because mine have not arrived. I've seen a picture of them. They're on our face. If you go to the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, you can see a picture of these. They look fabulously. And they're uh, actually they're, super warm. They're thinsulate gloves and they're mittens, but then, or they're glove, fingerless gloves, but then you can, you can top them with a mitten top. So you have, you can oh. convert them to a mitten. And the miracle is this. If you're wondering why does Leanne have hers and Julie doesn't have hers? The gloves went to our official post office box in Santa Monica, which our sister Liz mans. And I think I think we can count on one hand the time Liz has actually then relayed things that arrive at the post office box to actual sisters. Usually no, no, she they just, just get relayed to the back seat of her car, right? Yes. Or the trunk of her car. Yes. So the fact that these arrived at my house, Julie, it was a miracle. So you'll get yours today and you're going to need them. I know it's a little chilly in Dallas. And so uh, I'm, I'm enjoying mine and I think you're going to enjoy yours. So thanks very much. We're happy to be far, uh, an unofficial, unofficial part of the Madam Secretary team here because we really do enjoy the show and it's fun to talk about it. Um, all right, Julie, this episode, 2017, kicking off its inaugural time in D.C., and, you know, because real life and Madam Secretary often merge. And this episode was called Gift Horse, and it was written by the head writer, Barbara Hall, if you notice that. But it really could have been called Kitchen Sink because <laughs> it had everything in it, didn't it? Yes, it did, Leanne. That just, you name it. It had Mongolian horses. Yeah, Russian hacking. We had questionable election results. We had horse trading for cabinet positions. We had poetry, physics, and the meaning of beauty. We had the Tao of tech guys, walking desks, inaugural fashions, intern nightmares, the return of Black Dog Station. Hooray. So many suits. Did you notice that, Jewel? So many suit jackets in this. And then we even had the manure offensive, which was just an unbelievable moment or two for for Blake. And I know he's one of your favorites in the show. He is. He had a grip. This was a big show for Blake. Um, And of course, the horse with no name. I mean, were you not singing the America song during the whole episode? No, I was singing Mandy. (laughs) Because he did name the horse. He did name the horse at the end. But at the beginning, it was all about America. There. Okay. All right. But what really stunned me, Julie, the, the moment where my jaw actually dropped was near the very end of the show when we're at the inauguration and there was a two shot of Stevie and her British fiance, Jareth. I mean, yes. seriously, did they look like twins? I mean, what? Yes. Well, haven't you noticed that in the New York Times uh, newspaper when they have the engaged couples? Yeah. Haven't you noticed how much they all look alike? 
they put their two heads together in yeah. those two shot pictures. <laughs> that's that's what that's what happens when you get engaged. You start to look like the other person. I think they're both too thin. They're just just personally, uh, just off the record, and yeah. and very pale as uh, very pale and very thin. So, uh, but I I was really twinning there. I I thought they could really be like fraternal twins, but uh, but you're you're right. I know that married people either look alike or start to look alike. I know people have said that about my husband and me, but that was like a stunning, they both had the same cheekbones in that shot and the same pale skin. So anyway, that, that really blew me away, but let's, let's do our inauguration to do list as we break down this episode. Okay, Jewel, first thing we have to do before the inauguration is confirm election results. Now, once again, we have uh, Evans, you know, who's threatening a lawsuit. He wants to see the election results turned over on some, you know, Macy Act of 1892 or something like that. Yeah. Clearly a sore loser. Again, another theme that uh, that reflects reality. Yeah. There. Yes. Yeah. OK, yeah. so he's, he's the sore loser in the election. Lane. Yeah. Yeah. And he he does not want Dalton's uh, election results to stand. So once again, for some reason, Russell, instead of calling the White House counsel, he calls Bess to the office. <laughs> the Oval office. Yeah, you're really worried about how much legal advice uh, that Bess is providing to both Russell and the president. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I, I just I it, I can't imagine President Obama going. We have a real legal quagmire here. Someone get John Kerry. Like I don't I don't see that happening. <laughs> no, no, it's all Valerie Jarrett, and she's not an attorney, but well, none, nonetheless, right? So so anyway, so you know, once again, Dalton and Bess, of course, want to take the high road. Russell wants to take the low road, and this yeah. kind of plays out slowly. Russell's supposed to be the new better Russell after his heart attack and his cruise, and. Now he's got his walking desk and he gives Stevie an internship because she saved his life. But in the end, basically, Russell is Russell and he plays dirty tricks and he goes with the oppo research. They know that uh, they know that is my new dog. And she barks a lot. Welcome, welcome aboard, Steffi. Welcome to 2017, okay. the podcast for Madam Secretary. Glad you're barking in on it. So she has a few opinions, Leanne. She does. She is a, a rescue German Shepherd. She's three years old. And for the first couple of weeks here, she didn't bark at all because she didn't oh. know who we were or why she was here. But now that she's gotten used to us and she feels protective... She's just barking her head off. So uh, we've tried several solutions, but we're just going to carry on. So she's my protection. Think of her as my secret service dog. Um, All right. So Russell goes with the dirty tricks. They pull out the Alzheimer's gene. There is that weird horse trading for we'll give you a cabinet position. And did you know right away he was going to want state? Like who doesn't want state? Of course. Everyone wants states. You know, they all did. They all did this time. Again, I love how that was, you know, again, where the show is reflecting the reality of what's happening um, here in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, of course, and that means best would be out. And they're not going to do that. Dalton's very loyal. They offer him commerce, which he scoffs at. Um, But then Russell goes dirty and the lawsuit goes away. And President Dalton is, in fact, President Dalton. So that was wrapped up pretty nicely for the end. I like that. Well, yes, I mean, that that's good. It means that Bess is going to stay on in, in her role, which is really important to us. Yeah. And then, okay, Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... 
just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria Seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you know, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. 
Thanks, Butcher Box. And the other to-do list for the inauguration, find a dress, okay? Bess has the inaugural ball. We know she's very busy. She has a lot going on. She's, you know, running the world there and providing legal counsel to the White House. And so she tasks her 16-year-old daughter with finding her inauguration ball gown. Is that... (laughs) You knew that was going to go badly, Leanne, right? You just knew that they were probably, uh, there might there might have been a little misstep going on there. But I was happy to see that she was jazzing up her school uniform with the floral scarf and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yes, showing, that, showing that she really has a high sense of style. So she was thrilled because this was going to be her first big styling assignment uh, that to wear, you know, to pick out a dress for her mother to wear to the inaugural ball. And so what does she do? She manages to find a dress from so-and-so show, Paris Vogue, blah, blah, blah. And it's it looks, I think it looked exactly like what Juliana Rancic was wearing last night on the Golden Globes or, uh, or that. It was sort of that in a combination of what Lily Collins was wearing. Uh, <laughs> with but the it was touch just, of Halle Berry, 2013. Remember when oh, she had that? T- Yes, there was there was some nude cheer thing going on with it. Yeah, which is not really what you want with your Secretary of State. No. <laughs> so, yeah, a few well-placed petals, you know, some flowers strategically placed, but otherwise it was just sheer nude. And you could tell Bess, she felt terrible. She was going to, as Henry said, find a way to work that dress, make that dress work. But in the end, the two of them saw eye to eye. The daughter woke up and said, oh, my gosh, I can't put my mother on the same list as Miley Cyrus. I thought that was pretty funny. And and Bess picked a nice, solid navy blue dress. I'm sure she's going to look good. I'm sure she'll go. Hopefully she'll go with the updo, which we have recommended on a a number of occasions. But, yes, yes, that (laughs) was good. And I thought, like, the daughter, maybe your first assignment should just be accessories, you know, as opposed to a dress. But, okay. That's that really, that's really, don't put her down, Leanne. Don't put her down. No, she had a cute show. I thought that was a cute turn of events yeah. at the end. I thought, like, Bess was actually going to wear it. I didn't know what was going to happen with the dress. So I thought that was a, a very charming turn of events at the end. Okay, now we have Stevie, who's landed a, a White House internship. Which and is, she's also gotten ex- hair extensions as well. I was mean, her hair noticeably longer in really 2017? Long. I, okay. I just thought in the beginning they all had so much hair. Like, oh. they have a lot of hair. <laughs> yes. That whole it operation. Was, the whole, yeah. the him, her, all the kids, everyone has a lot of hair there. I know. We're, we're a little bit jealous. That's, uh, that's it. No, okay. it's complete jealousy. We're not. Oh, yeah. please. That was uh, excellent hair on all of them. So she's working for Russell. I mean, she has to wear a suit. She looked adorable. She went off to her first day of work, and she's assigned, um, you know, pick up the poet at the airport who's going to deliver the, you know, the poem, the inauguration poem. He's going to be the poet laureate of, you know, to, to <laughs> yeah, the, at the inaugural ceremony. Yeah. Exactly. And it was funny because clearly Russell has just no patience for poetry or this tradition. Said it's just a waste of 20 minutes. We have to sit out in the cold longer. And the poet is a classic, like, grumpy old poet, and uh, he's mean and nasty, and basically it's just a drunk, correct? Yes, yes, mean, nasty, drunk, right, right. And so and so Stevie picks him up, she's driving him around to see Washington and the sights, he hates all of it, it's all symbols of, of things that he riles against. The only thing he's excited about is the corner bar. So he's in there. He gets completely drunk. So now Stevie has a real situation because the poet's stinking drunk. So what does she do? She calls Jareth to come and help, right? Yeah. 
And I wasn't so sure about that. I mean, I understand why she did it, but I was like, it's your first day of a real internship. Do you have to call your boyfriend? But she actually did need some manpower to drag the drunk poet back to the hotel room. And, of course, Jareth hates poetry. He's a physicist, as we know. And so he starts quoting, uh, you know, the father of quantum physics, Feynman, (laughs) and about (laughs) truth and beauty and, you know, how a a physicist knows beauty. Molecules, yes, cells. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. It was a beautiful speech. And then, of course, he has the British accent, which just elevates it to another level. So he outsmarts the drunk poet. Yes. I mean, stops the poet cold. He has nothing else to say. Yeah. And so he passes out and she finishes up her assignment. The next day they drag him to the hotel room. The poet apparently sleeps it off, finishes his poem by lifting basically all of Jareth's speech and sticking it in his poem about, about understanding beauty versus seeing beauty. And it's a nice moment there on the Capitol steps. And, uh, so that was, that was excellent. And that's when we had the disturbing shot of the two of them looking exactly alike. So, um, but you know, we have Stevie in the fold now, so we're going to, you know, that's a good way to, to get her storyline going. We're going to see more of her because she's working in the white house now. All right. And then, but the real, the main story, the fun story, the, the moment for Blake was return the horse. Like that's on the inaugural to-do list. The government of Mongolia sends Bess a horse as a congratulatory gift for her second term. Um, but then it presents all kinds of political problems. Julie, could you break down the political issues here? The, because- the geopolitical issues that China and Mongolia have been, you know, they have issues all the way along and that they're, you know, they have Mongolia, you know, uh, and there are areas of China that would like to be part of Mongolia. So, so things are very sensitive in that area. China doesn't want to give up any of their authority in that region of the world. And somehow by recognizing this group in Mongolia, by accepting the horse, we would in fact be showing sympathy to Mongolia at the expense of China. And we just can't do that. So, Excellent work, Julie. Best. You should That's tweet quick. that out. You should tweet out your thoughts on China and Mongolia immediately after this show. <laughs> Go for it. Um, so, but so they send this horse. It really is looking a gift horse in the mouth because, first of all, Bess is a horse girl, as we recall. I you know, know she had that horse farm. She's a very horsey girl. And Blake, we learn, uh, who is tasked with going to sign for the horse, finds out about the horse, and now has to get rid of the horse. Blake bonds very quickly with this two million dollar Mongolian cappuccino colored horse and i know with, with no name the horse has no name he didn't want to give it a name because then you know he did that would increase the bonding but yeah. i have to say that that i've had uh having lived abroad i've had the great honor and pleasure of visiting with ambassadors at ambassadors residence and in, uh, in various places in the country and they do get all kinds of gigaws they get the strangest gifts from other you know as a symbol of friendship or of cooperation and they they just sort of pile up and that's what Bess had to do is she was trying to get rid of all these gigaws and strange gifts including the ho- the Mongolian horse with no names so the horse quickly becomes uh you know a political pawn and all of a sudden we learn that the Russians are sympathetic with the Mongolians, so they leak out that the U.S. government is going to kill the horse. Like, within seconds, animal activists are pelting 
Poor Blake. With Poor Blake. Manure. I mean, that was. There's nothing worse. And you know that, you know, that offended Blake just, you know, physically, spiritually, every possible Sartorially, way. every yes. possible yes. way he was offended. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was so deep. And we learn, of course, that it's the Russians who hacked into this equine equity site. <laughs> I mean, that's more Russian hacking. More myths and disinformation coming out. Okay. So, so now they have to find neutral territory to send the horse. Mongolia can't accept the horse back because it's been to the United States and maybe it has some diseases. And the U.S. can't find a place for the horse and they certainly don't want to kill it. And so now the horse becomes a political football and ends up going to Cuba, which was sort of a, a nice surprise because Bess had made an earlier visit to Cuba and Cuba apparently doesn't care. Sure, we'll take your horses, right? And as Blake said, the vibe is so great there, you know, so he felt like Mandy, the horse was really going to enjoy the Cuban vibe and just romp free there. So, so in the end, everything wraps up all these crazy storylines. Did I get, oh, Black Dog Station. I forgot that. All of a sudden, Henry, you know, pre-inauguration the day before gets called in and is debriefed, unbriefed, rebriefed. Uh... What, it, what it was, Lee, it was an ex post facto debriefing. Okay. And I think you should try this on your teenage sons because <laughs> that might work along with the MIC, which is the money, ideology, and coercion tactic. Yeah. Okay. Again, that is straight out of how to raise a teenager. Think about it, Lee. <laughs> Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah. Any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. 
Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay. And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you, it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. How to win them over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the secret sauce appealing to their ego. So Henry goes in, something's up. There's some connection between HS, the the terrorist organization that Henry shut down with Black Dog Station, and uh, ISIS now. They're trying to make some connection, and it all, the secrets to the connection are all in the phone of a single guy, and of course they can't, the CIA can't crack the security code. It's just like the issues that we've had here with um, the the San Bernardino terrorists. Uh, Correct. That, you know, they couldn't get into their f- phones, and it was a question of should do these, you know, do com- private companies owe something to the government? So the tech guru is a Taoist. I mean, that story got crazy in seconds. And then <laughs> that was nutty. I, I, I just... <laughs> It's just, who is that guy? <laughs> I had to and keep is Henry going. kneeling on the floor with him. I don't know. When those but, giant baby doll Buddhas in the background, those were like crazy big. I don't know anything about Taoism. I don't either. Just, I don't so know. I don't be disrespectful. So that uh, yeah. apparently, yeah. Okay. There were just so. some big colorful statues in the background that didn't really look that spiritual. I didn't <laughs> understand. They looked more like props. Anyway, Henry goes in and plays this guy. And the next thing you know, the tech guru is helping the U.S. government. So this was all part of like the 24 hours before the inauguration. I mean, really, there was a lot going on there uh, the day before the inauguration. But in the end, in the end, it all works out, right? We have uh, everything works out. The poet gives his poem. You know, that manages to happen. And uh, the tech guy gives up the intel. And Evans gives up the lawsuit and goes back to Pennsylvania. Bess Correct. wears a blue dress and the horse finds right. a home. So it's Mandy, the horse lamb. 
wrapped Don't. it all up. Barbara yes. Hall wrapped it all up there at the end. This was I a fun this, episode. You I, that's exactly what I thought, Leanne. It was light. It was fun. You know, a lot of the drama of this show are sort of real world situations. And so a lot of times they're really heavy. I enjoyed all the, you know, the fun, the fun factor in this uh, episode. Yes. The diplomatic stakes were very, were, were minimal. You know, yeah. with the Mongolian horse. They not, well, not horse. if not if you're Mandy. They're yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In our anything else about the episode, Julie, that you wanted to no. mention? No, that was it, Liam. Okay. In our binders full of blouses, we open Bass once again wearing a great white pleated blouse, the silk blouse. That's the blouse I think, Julie, you think every woman should own because every woman I, I would think, look good at I it. I know. I think it's going to look flattering on everybody. So it's the blouse of 2017. The pleated blouse, we should all try to uh, look for that uh, and see if we can get it. Along with those earrings, Leanne, what what did you think? More drop earrings. I loved them. I loved them. Yeah, that's something that they're really bringing out last season, you know, in the fall and this season, those beautiful kind of star drop earrings. They look great on her. They look great on her. And then they as look I mentioned, professional and modern yes. and fresh. And uh, I think we all need that in 2017. <laughs> Yes, I'm. I'm considering what I'm wearing right now, which are uh, <laughs> gloves that say "Madam Secretary" and, uh, and uh, uh, bedroom slippers. You're right. I do need to freshen and professionalist up my my look. Yes. Yeah, we can do it late next podcast. Some... Okay, take it up a notch here. All right. <laughs> and then, and then finally, every McCord suits up. I mean, in that opening sequence, Bess had on a suit. You know, the the school uniform gal, Allison, had on a suit. We have Stevie in a suit. And Henry looks very dapper in that suit. So He looks dapper in everything, but he he, cer- he certainly can wear the suit. Yep. Yeah, they were suited up. It was a good look. Good look for all of them there. All right, Joel. Uh, I'm looking forward to where this, these stories are going to go because reality is such you could literally do anything now. <laughs> right? <laughs> You could right. it, it, literally it, it, write any story in that. That's exactly because yeah. this show so closely ma- uh, mirrors what's happening in the real world. Yes, it's now wide open uh, that there's so many avenues to uh, to go after land. So yeah, there's we'll now be- no storyline where the writers would say, oh, no, that could never happen. No, that- <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's preposterous. No, that's <laughs> impossible. Nope. It's all possible now, Leon. Okay. So that's that's good news for Hollywood. It is. It's good news for Hollywood. It's good news for Madam Secretary. I'm sure they're psyched. All right. We'd like to thank uh, you all for listening. 2017, we're going to carry on with Satellite Sisters and our Madam Secretary recaps. If you're new to our recaps or new to Satellite Sisters, you can find years worth of shows at SatelliteSisters.com or at iTunes. You can subscribe there, which we would love for you to do. Subscribe, leave a review if you'd like to. That's very helpful to us. But mainly just keep listening and spread the word. Right, Joel? That's it. All right. Have a uh, great week, Julie. I'm on jury duty, so I don't know if I'm going to make the regular show tomorrow. I'm doing my civic duty. I'm sort of on standby for jury duty. I could be called in at any minute. Uh, well, so- well, Leon, I know if you're called, you will do your civic duty, and uh, and we're, we're proud of you. Thank I'm going to be on standby waiting by the mailbox. I'm waiting for my Madam Secretary <laughs> mittens to arrive, okay? <laughs> and they better arrive, Sister Liz. <laughs> That's, I know. You better have mailed both pairs, not only to Leanne, but to me, too. 
right. That's right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs>